It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. Hope you guys are all well on your Sunday morning. On this week's show, we'll be looking back then at yesterday's 1-1 draw uh, up at Bloomfield Road uh, against a Blackpool. Joining me to have that conversation, first up, a man who, as you can see, is still at Bloomfield Road uh, from the hotel balcony. Is Nathan Miller. How you doing, Nathan? Yeah, living the dream, mate. Not, I'm tell you what, I'm not looking forward to my journey home. If it's any, if yours is anything to go by, so I might be home by next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will share the details of my uh, epic journey home uh, later on in the show if we get a chance. But suffice to say, I mean, was it ten o'clock now? I, I got in the door less than six hours ago, uh, having having left Blackpool at like twenty past seven. I, I fully expected to be home by about midnight, uh, and I got home at four in the morning. So I'll, I'll tell you all about that later. Another man who, who who's safe tucked up in sick cup now uh mr benji cloak how you doing ben hello mate i'm good yeah i'm just enjoying watching the cricket actually that's quite exciting so yeah yeah to get me inside. yeah exactly yeah a team that's uh got a chance of winning the game there <laughs> of course so with now 11 games uh, without a win after yesterday's point uh up at bloomfield right we'll hear the goals uh shortly we'll hear from the caretaker boss curtis Fleming uh, later on and also we've got um, not goal scorer but nearly goal scorer Alfie May I spoke to him after yesterday's game uh, as well just to get a, a sort of an idea of how everyone's feeling after after the week that Charlton have had uh, obviously the managerial change uh, and that Chris Davin's going to join us as our guest fan later on uh, hopefully uh, assuming he can get the tech to work and uh, yeah morning to everyone uh, in the chat as well, um, John has reminded me that it's only a few weeks till we're back up there for Fleetwood, which I, I'm definitely considering not going to now. Robert's asking how many coffees I've had since I walked through the door this morning. Uh, I'm on my first tea. I, I did only wake up about an hour ago. Um, and, and forgive me if I forget any of the main details from yesterday's game, because all I can think about right now is minibuses and replacement coaches and stuff like that. But um, yeah, <laughs> morning to everyone in the chat. There's loads of you in there. Let us know what you made uh, of yesterday's performance. Uh, what elements worried you? What elements made made you pleased with what you saw? Um, what would you like to see different in, in the week upcoming? Is there any, any change on the managerial front for you? Any names that have been thrown into the mix that you'd like to... Um, like to suggest might be good for us. Let us know. Um, before we hear the goals, Nathan. Um, yeah, it's a strange game, wasn't it? I mean, at the end of it, I was very happy to have a point. At times in at in that first half, I would have been happy to have only lost about three 0 But you know, maybe in the in the last twenty minutes, I thought we could have nicked it as well. It was, it was a very strange game. Yeah, it was, mate. I think the yeah, it's two different halves of football. But as you say, the first half how we got in. At, Nil nil was a was a blessing really, and there's something in the back of your mind going, "Oh, is this the day that we get a you know a dodgy one nil win and um, we can go home all happy?" But yeah, no, it was a bit. Again, we looked very nervy. I thought we gave them a lot of space, and they decided they dictating the play. And yeah, and then the second half we gave it a bit of a go, and I thought, yeah, we had a little bit of a rally. I just thought we were a bit more aggressive. You know, poor goal to give away, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But um, you got to admit, I mean, after that first half. Um, you take a point all day long, you know, at half time. So, um, yeah, and, they, and, to, and we'll give them their due. They they stuck at it second half, and although that that last ten minutes, you're thinking, oh no, please not again. We had a bit of a go, and we didn't sit deep. I don't think we we tried playing on the front foot, and I thought we done we done really really well second half. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like I say, it was. It was, it was uh, a game where of uh, fluctuating emotions, a roller coaster game, if you will, uh, right near the Pleasure Beach. Let's have a listen to the goals then uh, from Charlton TV. Peter Shirtlift uh, was there uh, in alongside Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Balls up in the air. Morgan gets underneath it and heads it forward. Jones is there. He's got Avery behind him. He can't go back there. And does well to turn. But... Oh dear. Doesn't release it in time, and here's Dembele, edge of the penalty area. And Dembele punishes Charlton 
guilty of their own mistakes again. Lloyd Jones overplaying. The ball fell to Dembele, edge of the penalty area, low-driven, left-footed shot. And Charlton again unable to keep a clean sheet. This black will go 1-0 up. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he got caught in two minds. He didn't know whether to pass it back to the goalkeeper or whether to, to clear it or put your foot through it. Sometimes the basics are the best and you either put your foot through it and clear it or you, you've got to do things straight away with a clear mind. Casey header straight to Thomas, trying to evade the pressure of Joseph and does. Ball into Beckinson in the centre circle. Now trying to lift it into the path of May. May just at the wrong side of the defence momentarily into the penalty area. Alvin May trying to turn, gets a shot, takes a flick! Oh, and a deflection! Back of the net, I think it was Ekpeteta. Charlton at back level. Alfie May made the run behind the defence, got the space, took the turn. Tried a shot which looked, didn't look like anything was on because there were plenty of bodies in between him and the goal. But it squirmed its way through, took a deflection of Ekpeteta, and the Addicts are back level. Yeah, it comes from a, a, a nice run off the shoulder from Alfie May, and he's, for me, that's his strength. He, he runs. If he could play on the deepest defender and run off it, I think Charlton would benefit from that all the time. I think he might have taken two deflections. There we go. That was the goals uh, from Charlton TV uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, people saying that apparently Shirty wasn't very complimentary of uh, much of the defending throughout the game. You can see why uh, at times in that first half. It was, it was really, really bizarre that we were nil-nil at half-time, Ben. So I pointed out on, on Twitter at half-time that that was the first half of football in which we hadn't conceded uh, in five and a half games at that point. Obviously, it only took another five minutes or so after that. But... That was that was not for the want of trying in that first period. You know, you kind of expected that we'd, we'd go and sit deep and do a bit of what Burton did to us at their place last week. You know, encourage Blackpool to have all the ball and see, set them the task of of breaking us down. And well, we I don't even know if we they had to break us down. Like the amount of silly chances we gave away in that first period. I think I think Curtis. You know, if he is still going to be the man sort of in, in charge of trying to uh, get a tune out of the boys this week, would have been quite concerned by, by some of the passages of play that, that led to their chances in the first half yesterday. Yeah, I quite enjoyed his commentary because I think having like a different eyes on it rather than just like Steve Brown, Alan Kirschley, and the same thing. Um, it's quite interesting what he said about May there at the end as well because I think that's a lot of what we've been saying as fans. But yeah, I think we set up in a way to not concede. Like we, we we put a lot of defenders in there. It wasn't very much attacking output apart from Ladapo, May and Backinson, really. Um, so you kind of thought, OK, we're playing against a side that have got the best home form in the league. We're going to try and like <laughs> try and nullify them, really. But they, you're right. They just kept getting in behind us every time behind I think it was hard for a Simway and Watson to kind of work out where they were playing. I don't know if you saw the first 10 minutes, they they kept swapping sides all the time and I, they kept getting in behind a Simway on that husband, on that left side, just kept creeping in and getting balls in there, um, which was oh, very frustrating. Um, but yeah, how on earth did we not concede? I just said to you guys before, I thought Lucas Ness for me was quite a standout player. And uh, he had a role in two of the biggest chances in that first half. One, clearing it off the line when it looked like it was just creeping into the bottom corner. And the other one, where Ash had that massive rush of blood, as he usually does. And uh, it looked like it was uh, they were going to tap in at a far post and he slid it and hit the post and, and come back. Um, and obviously, Ash had that uh, moment where he decided to kick it straight at Jordan Road. So... Yeah, I mean, looking at that first half, we didn't see much difference, did we, than what we had seen in, in previous weeks. Um, especially we didn't see anything going forward, really. I may have had a couple chances. So, yeah, it was, it was worrying. You were thinking when's the goal coming um, from that first half. But there was, like, they were throwing their bodies on the line. I'll give them that. They were chucking themselves in front of shots and that block from Ness on the line. They did see that extra bit of commitment there, but the quality is going to take a long time to build that up because we're so low on confidence. Mm, uh, I mean, obviously, talk, talking about 
probably someone who's going through a bit of a, a, a spell of low confidence at the moment. Um, the goal that we conceded at the start of the second half. Um, so, I mean, Lloyd-Jones came on at halftime for Gillespie, who, who, who was feeling his hamstring. Um, it sounds like more precautionary than, than anything else, Naif. Um, you know, and we all saw what happened. Uh, sort of dilly-dallied a little bit on the ball, got caught in a couple of mines um, and, and was dispossessed. Like, it might have been Albie in there, but it's certainly a Blackpool player who dispossessed him and, and they fed it through to to Dembele. And it was a very good finish. But yeah, for for a player who I think he's probably had, a, I think he knows he's had a couple of bad weeks um, and he probably doesn't understand himself how how this has started to happen. He He would have found that hugely, hugely frustrating. Yeah, you could see, you could tell by his reaction at the, um, well, firstly after the goal and obviously Nathan Asimway come and picked him up, which I think, which is a nice thing to do. And they all sort of rallied around him. And even after the game, you know, when the players came over and clapped the fans, you can tell on his face, he was really gutted and Jason Pierce came over. And and I think it was just, it's difficult with Lloydie because Lloydie's been great this season. And in the last couple of weeks, he's taken a bit of a turn. And obviously Curtis said that he gave him a little bit of a reset, which we'll probably come on to. But um yeah, I feel for him. And you can tell, remember, these players aren't doing things, you know, losing games on purpose. Sorry about the Seagulls. Um, <laughs> that's what he thinks about Lloydie. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, hopefully he can just sort of dust themselves down. And so I think there's a couple of people I saw on Twitter yesterday saying we were playing with fear a little bit in recent weeks, and you can tell. And I think the last sort of 20 minutes, we sort of let the, sh- let the shackles off a little bit. And I think you could tell. Um, and I think we and we all got behind them. Yeah, the first half was bad, but second half we got behind them, and I think you could show that. And there's some mistakes happen in football, and the key is that we, we've got to try and keep all of them as confident as possible if we're ever going to put a little run together. Mm. How, how do we cut out these mistakes, Ben? I, I think we've we've asked this question in various guises throughout the season. I think I've I've asked asked Appleton about it. I'm fairly confident I, start, I asked Holden about it towards the start of the season, and we still haven't found. The right answer, you know, and, and like I say, the individuals, you can see that they're they're frustrated. They don't want to be making mistakes. We understand that, but obviously they'll they'll know that they have they have to react somehow. And and for whatever reason, every week it's either an individual or or a team error that, that leads to a goal. It's that sixteen games without a clean sheet. Um, before yesterday, I assume it's still the case, but I haven't checked actually this morning. We were the second worst defense. Uh, in in League One, other than Fleetwood, so th- there's there's clearly a problem because no matter who we bring in, no matter who we change it up with, that they, they just keep reoccurring. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. With no matter who we bring in, uh, I think we need a we do need a fresh manager on this to kind of give that belief and confidence to players again. Um, when we've had someone like Jones, who was a real standout player for us in the first half of this season. Now he's the one making mistakes. The confidence, the low confidence is seeping into us all. Um, what I noticed just there, I think in that first half, is we weren't playing out from the back at all. If you noticed um, Ashley's goal kicks, he wasn't playing out from the back at all. So I noticed we changed that. We were trying to go long every time, um, which obviously didn't, didn't work too much as uh, they outnumbered us at the back a lot. But yeah, that's one way. I mean, as you said yesterday, when Jones got the ball, his first reaction with two oncoming players should have been to just put his foot through it and get it straight up the pitch and regroup again. Um, but, yeah, it's very hard to clear out these errors as we see different errors all the time, don't we? We see uh, unmarked players and yesterday was was one we gave them, uh, which is frustrating when you look at the balance of it because uh, if, we, if we didn't give them that, we defended well enough to block their shots and block their efforts and keep Jordan Rhodes quiet enough to kind of um, get something more out of the game, really. I know it sounds bonkers, but when you look at a goal that's been given, it's frustrating it's one we've given them. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, Fleming, Pierce, two defenders, um, two very good defenders. I mean, Fleming played in the top Premier League for years, didn't he? So... Um, yeah, someone that can be those fresh eyes on it now, giving some more inputs. So it'll be interesting going into the Derby game if they're still here, whether we see a bit more of a different structure at the back. Um, but yeah, cutting out the errors, very hard to say, especially when now it's someone who's done very well for us this season. Um, yeah, you just got to build these guys' confidence up now, haven't you? Yeah, and that's a really good point about the confidence because I think I think it's clear... You know, you see it, momentum in football, everyone talks about it. But 
I, I think I think that the fact that he has had a couple of moments this, this week, you know, he's called out by Michael Appleton. Don't forget that for, for not closing down, and that happened twice. So yeah, that will be playing on his mind. Obviously, it'll be playing on on his mind the fact that he was dropped um, for, for Gillespie, um, and then the fact. That, so he knows now he's come on. He's got the ball at his feet. He's being closed down, but he's he's probably thinking. You know, I don't want to come on and be the guy who's just going to hoof it. I need to come on and show that I'm here to play. So by having that pressure on him already from the last few weeks, it then forces him to make another error. Like I say, he held his hands up at the end. Um, but yeah, like he, 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 I'm sure he's never been through a run like this in his career. And, and hopefully he'll start to uh, turn it around. We'll get to some of the comments shortly, actually. But I mean, we should say... Um, the, the last 20 minutes, I, I I don't think until we scored, maybe, I think we had one or two half chances in the first half. Until we scored, then all of a sudden it really evened up. But um, yeah, what would we do without Alfie and uh, and Marvin Ekpateta as well? What would we do without Marvin? Maybe we should sign him. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying that, I think, I think it was a competition who could score the best own goal after Nessie's one. What was it, first half or whenever it was? So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, Alfie is... It's just I find it sometimes I sit back and think how criminal it is to, for him to score as many goals as he has. And we're currently in the relegation scrap. It's absolutely insane, really, the amount he scored and we're still down there. But, yeah, Alfie done well. I think there was at times a little... <clears throat> it wasn't really working with him and the Dapo. And I thought Kanu came on and changed the game with his directness um, and certainly his pace in behind. So, yeah, and as you say, we he looked like it was just going to peter out at some, at some point, the game. Um, but like I said at the beginning, <clears throat> we kept at it, and um, I thought we we deserved something from the game. But that's I'm not I haven't got rose tinted spe- spectacles. Thinking that that first half was we weren't going to get pumped, so um, we were lucky to go in as nil nil. But they, we got to remember these are a good team. These are going to be in and well they're in and around the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me if they finish in the playoffs. If I'm honest, above <laughs> the likes of Oxford and Stevenage. So you know, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest, it wasn't the prettiest, but it was effective at the end of the day. And yeah, with with Alfie not in this team, I don't even want to think about that. If you strip out his goals, I, d- I don't actually want to know if anyone knows that's where we would be in the league. So I'd I'll be I'll be naive and just sort of forget that bit. Yeah, I'd assume, I'd assume we'd be sort of halfway down League Two already. They would have they would have just seen us seen us halfway through the season. Just you're gone now and just relegated you. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at some of the uh, comments uh, that that came in. Uh, yesterday, uh, George said, uh, worrying how we're still struggling to track the runners. Uh, Ashley Maynard Brewer needs to be dropped. Too many errors, although it seems we're saying uh, the same uh, every, re- every week. Uh, Alan said, a point's better than nothing for now. Guys are very happy with the point. The boys are growing in confidence. Should have been 3-0 down at halftime. Diabolically uh, defensive first, uh, defensively first half, but rallied and lots of heart in the second. Carney made a difference here. Yeah, we'll talk about Carney uh, in a minute. And Jay said it was a nervous display, devoid of any creativity in midfield. Last 15, 20 minutes uh, was better. But a squad uh, lacking in confidence pre-season starts now. Yeah, I mean, the the, the comment from, from George there about Ash, um, his decision-making was a bit all over the place yesterday, Ben, wasn't it? You know, and, and I think I think we know that he has that in his locker. Like, the shot-stopper stuff, we know we know he can do. But some some of that some of that time on the ball yesterday, this, when when to come out and when to stay on his line, he didn't know because he got one he got one right quite early on. Came over to the left. I can't remember if it was Coulson or, or one of the strikers. I can't remember who it was who got in on the left. And Ash came off his line and smothered. You're like, oh well done. And then after that, he got one completely wrong. Uh, you know, we saw last week where he stayed on his line. This week he came off his line and the geezer chipped. I think it was Rhodes chipped it over him and, and Ness hit the post. Uh, the time he took too long and then. Smash it against Rhodes, which when you watch that back, how he didn't score is just remarkable. Like someone of Jordan Rhodes' quality. Um, so yeah, I mean, George is saying he needs to be dropped. Are, are, are you feeling that? The, the only thing I will say, and and uh, this is not defending anyone or, or anything, is we've only seen Iced have one good game as well. Remember, and then he got in, he sort of snapped himself in half doing it. So it's, it's a difficult position for either Curtis or whoever replaces him to come in. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure overall that a there's much confidence in what we can replace him with. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because as you say, we haven't seen Iced much. He had his best game and then injured his shoulder in the process, didn't he? So um, yeah, it's tricky whether he, you do bring him in now because obviously a mistake hasn't led to a goal. Bizarrely enough, with that rose chance. 
Um, couldn't do nothing about the goal. It was a good finish by Dembele, as you said. Um, but he just doesn't breathe that confidence in the side you'd like a keeper to do. Even just rollicking at his defence, which I'd love him to do more because I think I said that from um, Tuesday night. I mean, when you have defenders in front of you making mistakes, like get up when you've conceded and like just fire it into him a little bit. Um, yeah, it just seems to slump down, pick the ball out of the back of the net and we go again. Because um, it must, how frustrating is that when a lot of the time it isn't your fault why you're conceding? But I think Nave said it yesterday as well. It was the corners, it was the crosses. He wasn't coming for them. Um, and, and you're right, at one point he, he did have that rush of blood and it worked well with that through ball. But the second time he does, the angle is, they're not going to score from the angle where he comes in from. I don't get why he rushed off his line like that. And we're so lucky that that Ness uh, stopped the goal in the end, although it was very close to scoring an own goal. So it's, there's sometimes where I don't see the need why he does do it. Um but yeah, for me, I personally would change it up because I think, as I said in the background, you, you kind of got to think, look, I, I played well. I was ahead of him before my injury. I've come back. We're, we're part of a losing team, a losing mentality. Um, yes, he has been at fault for some goals. I mean, we're lucky not to concede from his mistakes yesterday. Um, you kind of got, if otherwise, Ash is kind of there as the main keeper thinking, well, I'm making mistakes of bit but I'm still not getting replaced and if if you are getting replaced then you see the competition for places go up and maybe see the performances go up so yeah I personally would like to see Issa given a go I remember when we brought that Barnsley fan on um towards the end of the year and he was very full of praise for um Issa he thought he was a great keeper and we had to tell him he was injured so that's why he wasn't playing otherwise yeah he, he thought he was quite good so it'd be good to see him given a go in my opinion yeah, well, there's loads, loads of chat about this uh, in, in the comments. Joseph saying uh, Ashley's the best we have, unlikely to attract anyone better, uh, still developing. Guy saying I've been quite supportive of Ash, but he needs a reset now. Uh, yesterday was wild. Um, James saying Ashley is a good shot stopper, but he's hopeless at every other aspect uh, of goalkeeping. Patrick, not sure about dropping him, but he needs a break because he looks nervous. The amount of fans that get on his back. Uh, you you would be. Uh, <laughs> James says, I'm not totally convinced that Eisted, uh is much better. And then Martin Eisted said, obviously, uh, he's better than Ash. So I don't know if he's he's uh, a bit of sticking with the surname there. <laughs> but um, Paul saying, if you could clone the best bits of Ash and Harry, you'd have a a, a quality goalkeeper. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, it sounds saying, what does Henderson say to Ashley? He, he must see the errors that are being made. Yeah, and obviously, Stephen Henderson, I guess he's quite fresh in terms as uh, as a goalkeeper coach so he's probably still learning the role a bit as, as well but he must see these moments of indecision and, and think and think that there's got to be some sort of conversation to be had there Nath, i guess um yeah uh should we talk about um dan carney coming on yesterday the darpo was an interesting one like he's, he's he still hasn't really massively hit the ground running for me i think i think that's fair um you see flashes of it but I, I think he's still probably getting up to fitness i think curtis actually mentions that in in, in the interview which we'll hear shortly but yeah carney um I, I think when we there's been times when he started when i think oh you don't look ready but then there's times he's coming off the bench fresh and you think oh no he's he's got something about him one slight bit of indecision yesterday although to be fair it was good defending by the guy in the middle where he went in and it was two on one with may in the middle and he didn't know if to, sh to whether to shoot or pass, but I think the defender did get the positioning really well to cut sort of both options half out. But yeah, he, I thought he was lively yesterday. I thought he gave us something. Changed the game, um, or not? I wouldn't say changed the game. That's the wrong word. But he didn't have any an impact on on the game. Um, yeah, and I agree. I think he's better coming off the bench. I just think he gives us that little bit of power, that little bit of pace. And maybe that little bit of rawness is is a little bit of a benefit because he, he's still an unknown quantity, really, at this level. He's not like a, a Ladapo, like you say, he's still getting sharp. He's still understanding the system and his fellow players and stuff like that. But, you yeah, know, Carnu's Carnu in, in flashes has, you know, has, has done well. And he, we know he can score goals. He's done it. I know it was at a, a youth level, but um, it's still... It's not, not easy to score goals regularly, and he can do it. So I just think he's still learning as well. Um, but, yeah, it was nice to see him come on. And I'll tell you what, uh, from when I, when Dan, Dan first came in and around the fold, I definitely feel he's gained a little bit more physicality. Before, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Didier Drogba or anything, but you can tell that he's sort of, he's game management, 
uh, reading the game, trying to bring others into play, and just his upper body strength has definitely improved. And I think there's, that's all that he can do. He's, he's going to improve and he's going to get better as he gets game time. But the problem, what we've got to try and figure out, whether it's this season or next, is that we don't stunt his development and he goes and gets games. And as, as, as much as it's good for us to get 20 minutes here and there for him, he still needs to play regular games, in my opinion. So um, I can only, I see him going to be around the the team for the rest of the season. I can't see us getting another two, three strikers in. Um, but obviously, I don't know when Chucks is back and whatnot. But I, he, he's definitely improved and it's nice to see. Mm, yeah, Alex, just on yesterday's game, said, to be honest, we're very lucky. Can't say the performance was much better than in recent weeks. We just had our good spell in the last 20, but Blackpool uh, should have been out of sight. I think, I think that's fair. I guess it's better to have it in the last 20 than the first 20 because at least everyone comes out feeling a little bit uh, lifted from it. I mean, we can't shy away from the fact that if Reading had got a winner yesterday, we would have been, what, two points above the relegation zone? At, at, at the time we were losing, and if Reading had gone ahead, it would have been one. Like, we, we are we are still deep in it, Ben. That that needs to turn sooner sooner rather than um, later. That that, 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 has to, that, that that has to be some sort of reaction. I'm sure Curtis is, is aware of that as well. Dean uh, saying, Nathan is at home. The backdrop of uh, Bloomfield Road and the seagull sound effects. Don't be fooled. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm loving the seagulls, actually. Yeah, there we go. The lovely view of across Bloomfield Road for those of you joining us uh, on YouTube. Right, shall we hear from the uh, interim uh, boss? Um, I don't know if he's the interim or the caretaker. I think they're calling him interim, um, like Carol Fry was. I don't know if... Does everyone know the story about how they were a bit indecisive about what to call Carol Fry and Katrine literally suggested... They called him like the temporary interim caretaker or something ridiculous, like the same thing as three times. But so here is our temporary interim caretaker, Curtis Fleming, uh, speaking to me after yesterday's 1 1 draw uh, up at Blackpool. It's like a, a good point. How do you sum it up? Yeah, so I think it's a good point for Endeavour. I, I, I think it was, um, I think sometimes when you're on a bad run, it's easy to give up and things go against you. We rolled our luck a bit, I think, you know, at times. Um, but I thought as the game went on in the last probably 10 minutes, we probably had more clear chances of them. Uh, we got on the ball a little bit. Um, we've only worked a couple of days. I wanted to work on us, you know, getting into the middle of the goal, stopping crosses, stopping shots, keeping the ball out of the net. We didn't really get there in the end, but we showed, the, the, the I think, the togetherness to come back. Um, you know, Connor. Coventry's a good player for us. We miss him with concussion. Tail plays out in that position. So young Nathan had to come in today. Um, and again, it's a big ask for the kid because they're a decent team. And what they do is it's not a straightforward team. They move you around a lot. you know. So it's more about communication and understanding. But I thought he stuck out at the kid. So I think that overall for us, it's a, it's a very, very good point. I said to the guys in the dressing room, I said, this point isn't about tactics. This point isn't about where we are in the league. This point is about the togetherness that they showed. And if they can do that and improve on the passing at times, which I thought we lacked a little bit today, just that confidence at times to play out pressure. And when we started to do that, we heard them. But, you know, sometimes that's confidence. And to build confidence is steps. You've got to go in small steps and, and, and just keep trying to build. So you probably rode your luck at times in the first half. In that last 15, 20 minutes, it felt like it could have gone either way. Yes, and I think they were probably panicking as much as, you know, as much as anything. I think they were thinking we were going to Nick when DK's had a couple of chances and Essie's had a, a header, you know, that we think he should be heading into the net, but he, he doesn't get a contact on it. Um, but isn't it great to see that they didn't give up? Sometimes when you're on a run like that, it's easy to give up. It's easy to say, well, you know, we'll accept our fate. And I don't think we did today. And then we grew into the game with a little bit of belief. The substitutions, fair play to them. The, the substitutes when they came on, I thought had a real effect. Louis gave us a real bit of energy. DK gave us a real bit of energy. So young players again. So again, there's things to take from it. There's no doubt that we've got to, you know, there's no doubt that we've got to, um, we've got to work on things. And then we're going to get people fitter. Macker was feeling his hamstring a little bit, hasn't played a lot. So we had to take him off at halftime, which changes the shape of the team. I thought he, he played very, very well in the first half for his blocks, his clearance off the line, and he's just his experience. And then Freddie hasn't played three games in a week and a year. So what do we do? Do we leave him on and try Nick one in the last few minutes, or does he pull his hamstring and be missing for the next four games? So it's one of those things that you have to do. So um, we had to make those decisions. But for me, it's not about me. I'm so proud of the lads, and I'm so happy that they got something out of the game after putting that amount of work in. 
you um, had to do some man management at the end there. Both you and Jason went over to, to Lloyd, who obviously would be disappointed with his part in the, in the Blackpool goal. How did you sort of lift his confidence after a moment like that? Well, I said to him in there, there's only us and him that can lift his confidence. Do you know what I mean? I said, this is the life of a footballer. This is the life of professional football. You make a mistake in front of 10,000 people. How do you come back from it? I didn't start him in the game because at the moment I think he needs a little bit of a reset. The last couple of games he's looked a little bit edgy. But with Macker going down, I said, are you ready? So he, I think he showed a good bottle to come on, you know. To, not to come on, but to, to say, yeah, Flam, I'm ready to go. He came in and he made a mistake. But I just said to him, near the end he won four headers. Five headers. I said, so stop, keep thinking about the negative. How are you going to bounce back from that? He said, well, it's not good enough. And I said, put it, your shoulders that you're with us. He didn't sink. He didn't throw his hand up and say, I've pulled my hamstring and I want to come off. Do you know what I mean? He said, I'll stick at it. And I think he did that. And, it's, and again, he's a professional footballer. He's a young man. He's a human being at the, at the, at the, you know, at the, at the, the end of it. But he's, he's, he's someone that we have to keep building because no doubt he's got quality, hasn't he? He's a good player. So we all have to work on, on building him back up to believing in how good he is. Was there a bit of a reset sort of amongst the squad this week? Obviously, after after Michael leaving, did they see this as, as a bit of a clean slate? No, I don't think it's a clean slate because these are the same lads I've been coming out in the last 15, 16 games where we haven't. So I think that it's changed the dynamics of the club. There's no doubt about it. And it's changed the dynamics for them. Some of them will be worried because they signed for Michael. Some of them with contracts are up. They'll be thinking, what's going to happen with me? So I think for everybody, I said to them, as I said when I was speaking there and I spoke on Thursday, playing for Charlton Athletic Football Club that's their employer that's what they do the better they do wearing that shirt on a Saturday the more things will happen a new manager comes in and you're playing well you'll stay in you know don't be feeling sorry for it don't overthink it just get onto the pitch and play so for a reset for them I wouldn't say no I would just say there's a group of lads that we've got together and we said right we need to go again we need to go again and then whatever happens next week happens probably saw in, in the first half there are still yeah. some, some parts of this, this squad that maybe needs tidying up. I mean, do, yes. Are you going to be the man to do that for the next week? Have you been told what's, what's going to happen over the next no, week? No, well, well, I'll be honest, I'll probably, you'll probably tell me more. I don't know. <laughs> I just I was talking about and thinking about the game today. The lads have a couple of days off after the, the, the week. I'll speak to, the, to, to Andy and the powers above and, and then see what they want to do. I'm, I'm prepared and ready for next week. There's no problems going into a, a derby game. That's going to be very, very difficult. And then if anything happens after that or I'm not doing it, no worries. So, but I just said to the guys, thanks very much. I said, because what you've done is you've showed. I've asked them for endeavour. I asked them to work hard and they did that. Just on the, on the injuries you mentioned then, so McCauley came off with a, with a hamstring and obviously Connor yes. got concussion. And yes, yeah, yeah, hopefully Connor should be back next week, you know, he'll uh, be okay. He'll have Teo back from that suspension, which I t- didn't think, I keep nagging on about it, but I need to say I didn't think he should get. Um, the Macca was a little bit tight, we need, again, hasn't played, and then Fred, we need to just make sure, a bit of cotton wool and make sure, again, he was still working hard, and I was leaving him on as long as I could because I thought something will drop and he'll hit it like he does but we just didn't want to take too many chances with him so uh, Connor should be okay Macker should be okay it'll just be rest it'll be just getting into him and making sure he's okay the free week has come at a really good time for some of the lads just finally obviously 11 without a win now but it was quite interesting after the game on, on Tuesday we saw sort of Alfie and, and George in particular trying to get a, a connection with the, with the players in the crowd again I mean, what's the, yes. the spirit like in the dressing room the spirit you can see the spirit after the game can't you you know the spirit in there they're all hugging each other and, I, and I'm saying it's only a point it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a build I think it sound it didn't feel like that we were hanging on you know, in the last five minutes, you're hanging on. And we've all been there and we've all seen it, where you're literally waiting for the ball to go into your net. We were still thinking we could break and score. So I think, we, we, you know, those two guys, but there's so many of them. You know, I thought Terrell Thomas was outstanding tonight, that today. So all these guys are working hard for each other. And as I said to them, it doesn't matter who comes in. Once they're working hard for each other and show that that kind of togetherness uh, I, I think you know they'll have no worries and, and we all want us to be pushing up the league I wanted three points today we didn't get three points but we'll take a point on the road thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom find professional independent local installers with free home surveys itemised quotes and protected payments trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked 
fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk. Hello, fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six pub of the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Chomp fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley 2. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just for the break there, we heard from the uh, addict's interim caretaker, temporary the, the, the boss, uh, Curtis Fleming, um, after yesterday's game. Um, yes, this comes across as a, as a friendly, a friendly, nice chap. Um, there was a few people at Charlton Exile saying, uh, what a breath of fresh air um, Fleming is. Not saying he's the one, but 100 times better than, than what we had. Um, yeah, I think all hell let loose said in, in the chat as well. Maybe we should give it him to the end of the season, but there are but there are some very good managers available now. I'm not, uh, let's not get carried away because he's a nice fella. <laughs> like, like, he, he has been he has been a breath of fresh air. Who, like who who knows if he? I mean, James has said I think if he was going to cut it as a manager, he would have done it by now. But he sounds like a good guy to have a, around the place as an assistant. He does feel like the sort of the sort of fella you can sort of would put put his arm around you and, and lift you up. That's why I thought it was good to see him go over to Lloyd Jones yesterday, along with obviously Jason Pierce who. Who also knows um knows that role um right we're going to hear from Alfie shortly we're going to hear uh, from our guest fan a bit later on in the show uh, Chris Davin is in the waiting room so we'll speak to him uh, in a few moments time we had an email uh, that came in as well from McSquares it was far from pretty viewing yesterday but at least we finally stopped the rot uh, albeit uh, aided by a goal with a double deflection uh, we managed to come from behind and finish the match in the ascendancy there also seemed to be a bit more energy and more last ditch defending uh, therefore in the circumstances and giving Blackpool's impressive home record uh, it was a decent point on the road we also looked far more of an attacking threat uh, after Kanu uh, was introduced, a glimmer uh, of of hope. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, it didn't give a great deal away on on the managerial search, but uh, it's probably not the worst bloke to have in 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 the short term, I guess. There, Nathan, because because he feels like the sort of character that can maybe rebuild, hopefully, a little bit of confidence in in the side. Even though, obviously, he admitted himself, there's still a lot of work to do with the organisation that we saw yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a. You can tell he's a. A football man, you know, he knows the game. He says it as it is. There's no cryptic messages in there. Answers the question fairly, fairly straightforward. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's a good, solid person to have in there. He's been around the game, coaching and playing. You know, international. So yeah, not not bad, not a bad stopgap. But um, I guess we will just have to wait and see. Whenever um, if we do get a new manager, if he remains part of it again. I've already had my say on who, who, who I want. I don't really care, but um, just need to win games. But yeah, it's nice to have him there. And he seems just a little bit more approachable. Doesn't seem as hard and spiky as previous managers we've had. So you're probably enjoying it a little bit more after the match, aren't you, Lou? Really? Uh, well, yeah, it was a one-off. But I was, I was just thinking, speak, speaking speaking to him lulled me into a full sense of security for the rest of the day, really. I came out and I think, oh, what a nice fella. You know, hopefully uh, hopefully, hopefully, he'll be, he'll be the man to turn it around. But that was before. So I, I, I will run through quickly what happened last night. Um, and I, I'm fairly confident I'm the only Charlton fan that, that stayed the distance in trying to get home this way. Because this... The, so last night, I, w- I was on the 7.22 out of Blackpool, right? Due to get to Preston, 10-minute changeover, 8 o'clock train out of Preston, back back at Euston about 5 to 11. 
hop it over to London Bridge, down 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 to Seacup. I'll be home. I'll be home by a quarter to midnight. You know, maybe midnight if uh, if uh, if all goes to plan. But then I just just on the train in, I just saw that the, my train was cancelled at eight o'clock. I was like, but that's the last train that goes to London. So what's going to happen now? So then then like they were saying, there's there's one you can get a, a train to Stafford, which is an hour south of of Preston, and then a a bus, a replacement bus. I was like. I drive to Stafford quite a lot. We've got relatives sort of in the area, and I know that's a three-hour drive on on a good run, like not in a minibus or a coach or anything. So I thought this is going to be a long day. And then that five past nine train that was supposed to take us to Stafford turned up about ten minutes late. I was like, "Well, it's here now." Got on there, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, the driver. We ain't got a driver, so you're going to have to wait forty minutes for that to turn up." Then um, that forty minutes, when it got to about thirty-five minutes, they came on and said, "Oh, it's not going to be for the foreseeable future." And I was like, "Oh my good lord!" Then another train turned up. They was like, right, "Everyone off this train on the next one." So I sat in first class. I was like, "I'm, I'm not, I'm not having this. I'm, I'm, I'm at least going to try and enjoy myself." And we still didn't leave for like another forty-five minutes. So um, what time did we leave? So we left Preston at half ten. Um, it's an hour down to hour down to. Stafford the bus was there which I'll be honest was absolutely shocked by there was about three or four coaches they're like right who's going MK who's going Cov who's going Watford who's going London London coach this one big coach I was the first one on it and I went to the seats where they sometimes take away seats for the wheelchairs so I had massive lats of legroom I was like you know what this could have been a lot worse I'll just keep here half an hour in he pulls off the M6 into a lay-by right and I'm like with no no warning and a bloke just turned around and said, oh, I now have to make five additional stops, so we're getting another bus for you. And I was like, you don't have to make five additional stops. We're all going to the same place. And then he's like, he got everyone off, and they were just standing on the side of the road. I was like, I'm not getting off this bus until the next one comes, because you're going to drive off, and we're going to be sitting here for an hour in a lay-by somewhere in the middle of Staffordshire. Uh, so eventually they sent this tiny minibus. So whereas before I had like more legroom than I could handle. Now, I refuse to put my laptop and my ISDN kit, which are both worth a lot of money, anywhere in the boot. So I had those underneath my feet. So my my, che- my knees were up by my chin for the entire journey home. It took us... What time did we get back to Euston? We, we, I think we got, we got back to Euston at maybe 3 o'clock in the morning, just before. Um, and and the, the coach driver got lost, the minibus driver, and he just got to Drummond Street, where it's all closed off for HS2, and he just saw road closed, and he just kicked us out there. The entire time, Avanti had been telling me that we were going to be getting people meeting us off the bus to get us a cab. Were they there? Of course they were not there. So we spoke to the station staff who didn't want to know. They were like, no, uh, it's nothing to do with us. I tried to break into the station at one point <laughs> to try and find the station manager by opening opening the thing. And then eventually I got I got him on got him on the, the Twitter to order me a cab. But there was like, there's, there's like two other people here. Like how they they don't have Twitter, so Avanti were literally just going to leave them in central London at three o'clock in the in the morning. One had to get back to to Shepherd's Bush. One had to get up to Hendon. And I was like, like thankfully, like eventually the station manager came down and he couldn't have looked less asked about it as well. Um, and then at that point, my cab came. So because the station manager was there, was these other two. I just left him to it. But my good lord. That was an absolute nightmare. I got home at four o'clock in the morning. Considering I left yesterday at half five in the morning to go to Blackpool for a train that was also cancelled that I know Chris was supposed to be on as well. Um, it was an absolute disaster of a day. Um, and you know, you know how like people, people at the end of it, guys, oh, character building. You do it all for. I would never do that again, ever. If that happens again, I'm quitting. Okay, that was not character building. It's not worth it to go and watch this rubbish team. Uh, that was one of the worst, the worst journeys home I've ever had. Right, let's have a listen to Alfie Mayer. I've got it off my chest. Uh, I will be sending a strongly worded letter to, to Avanti. Don't you worry about that. Let's have a listen to what Alfie May had to say. Uh, then we'll bring in our guest fan later on in the show. Go. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't actually seen it back, um, but I'll be claiming it. Um, I don't know if it will go down as me, but I don't think that's, uh, that's important right now. I think... Um, we worked hard today and, and we've come here and, and got a point so it's uh, it's something to build on Yeah, it feels like a, a good point especially after how the game was going at the times in that first half Yeah, they cr- created they created uh, good chances for themselves Blackpool they're a good team they're, they're up there for a reason um, so it was important for us to sort of stay together be sort of compact as, as, as a team as a, as a unit and and listen when we know we know sort of how it's been over the, over recent weeks, um, but we've 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 not given up fight or anything like that. So it's about just keep going and, like I say, building on this result. It felt like Charlton could have gone on to I wouldn't say nick it because it felt quite even in the last twenty minutes. We've gone to win it towards the end as well. 
yeah, definitely. Yeah, we had we had chances to to probably to probably win it, um, and it uh, just shows you our our fit and, and like I say, the fight that we that we that we've got. Um, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was, a, it was a, it's one of them. It's just a tough game, like I say, they they, they was a good team, but. Uh, credit to us we've come here and, and done a job yeah obviously in, in the, the course of any normal season going to the side with the best home record and getting a point would, would be seen as a good result obviously it comes on the back of this this winless run but um, is it something to build upon at least yeah definitely we uh we know we know a lot obviously we we've not been great um over recent weeks and and that's that's on us as, as players it's 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 about us to sort of get us out of this position in terms of start start building on today and and it's, it's a great platform What's the, what's the mood in the dressing room been like this week? Obviously, it's, it's more turmoil at the time, which is something we get used to, unfortunately, over over the years. It's, yeah, listen, it, when when you when your manager sort of gets a sack, it's, it's it's disappointing because you feel like you've let him down, and uh, and, and maybe maybe we have. Um, we have to take ownership. This is it's a team game. We're all in it, um, and it, it's down to the collective. It's down to all, to all, to all of us uh, to to get get results and unfortunately obviously the manager loses out and it's it's a, it's a horrible game um, but you have to you have to move on it's football we, we've still got I think 18 league games left and uh, it's like I say it's this this was the start at Blackpool and, and and we try and get a run together what's Curtis been like what's he done differently in the last couple of days no it's been it's been good uh, it just like like I say about today was all about how we are as, as, a, as a shape <coughs> Um, we'd be compact and, and be hard to beat, and and you see that today. They like they had their chances, but so did we. Yeah, and I'm talking about sort of coming together as a side. Obviously, Charlton unfortunately haven't defended very well this season, and sometimes it's a team error, sometimes it's an individual. And the sort of Lloyd uh, sort of apologising to the fans. So how do the, the the players sort of get around someone when they when they've had a moment like that? Yeah, no, it's important that <clears throat> that like I say, it's a team game. <clears throat> um, I give the ball away probably about six times today. And it's, it, mistakes happen on on the field. It's it's one of them. And and Lloyd, he's been unbelievable for 25 games, 26 games for us. He's he's been the spine of of, of the back three, the back four. Um, he's played him week in, week out, and he, he knows himself. He's he's an unbelievable player. So listen, we he dusts himself down. It's okay, makes a mistake, but sort of we help him out and 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 get a draw. So it's one of them, like. Lloydie's Lloydie put his hands up. He'd be the first one to say apologies, but you don't need to. Like he's been, he's been superb, and and uh, when we go again, like I say, we like, we build on this. Do you have sort of one eye over your shoulder, obviously, with the, the run of results at Charlton at the moment? So, yeah. No, you, I think for now it's it's about focusing on the, on the next game. I think that's what we haven't got to look too far ahead. Um, we know where we are. We're we're not we're not stupid. We know where. We're, we're down there and we, we shouldn't be um, but it's all about taking game by game and, and seeing, seeing if we can get on a run One thing we saw on, on Tuesday obviously a full time whistle it was particularly notable for yourself and George but the whole squad seemed to <coughs> stay out and, and try and gain some sort of connection with the supporters after a difficult run do you think that's quite important? Yeah we need we need the, we need the fans as, as, as much as anything um, football without fans is might as well not play um, so they're really important and Listen, we're we're all disappointed. Everybody in the club is is disappointed, um, but it's us on that pitch that can only change it. And and like I say, the togetherness togetherness this week is is about like I say, stick together and and try and build up a run. It's not an easy run that Charlton are on today. I think this was the first of five against teams in the top eight and the next seven, something along those lines. But I mean, does that almost galvanise you in a way that you have to step up your game again? Yeah, you should thrive off it. Um, at the end of the day, it's 11 v 11. Okay, there might be a few better players or whatever, um, but that, that that doesn't matter. It's 11 v 11. It's how much fight, how much work uh, we put on the pitch, and and I think today we show uh, we show sort of real gut, like working hard, and and you bring that week in week out. You might fall, you might fall right side of the line. What's he got? familiar phase coming back with Derby next week but that's a perfect time to start picking up some, some results as well against one of the better teams yeah like I say yeah we, we build on today we got home game um, Saturday we got, we got a fresh week to, to build up to Saturday and yeah and, and hopefully kick on
There you go. That's Alfie May speaking to myself after after yesterday's game up at Blackpool. Um, he, he would have appreciated the cricket updates from all hell. Let lose 140 for seven now. Uh, India apparently, so England trying to chase a win uh, in the first uh, Test match out there in on the uh, subcontinent. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, how important has Alfie been for us? Not only as obviously a goal scorer, Ben, but sort of a character. I, I feel like is like we have called for leaders on the pitch. He does feel like he can he can be one. Definitely, yeah, he is a real standout there. That he leads on the pitch by example and off the pitch as well. I think you see him rallying the players to go over to the fans and and give the fans appreciation. I think, yeah, his example on the pitch is insane. I mean. His his energy was just crazy. Like just like running back to defend and then back up front, scoring the goal. Well, ish, celebrating, going nuts and going back again. It's just he, all all game, every game he does it for us. It's just such a model professional. I mean, for the youngsters in the team, um, again, as Nave said earlier, where would we be without him this season? Crazy, but um, yeah, no, I mean, if if Dobbo was to leave in this window, which is still up in the air, he'd be the first person I'd give the captain's armband to. I think he's a real character as well off the pitch in the videos we've seen from the club. I think he seems to be quite a funny chap, cheeky chappy and that. So, um, yeah, he's one you turn to to kind of lift spirits again. As he's saying, we've got to go into these games now. We've got to, like, have some hope, have some confidence, go into it and, and try and build on yesterday's performance. Excellent stuff. Right, All Hell Let Loose was asking how many points uh, do we need to stay up? So, uh, on average, I think it's 48 point something. Um, 48.7. And and honestly, I mean, obviously I'm not bothered doing the stupid graph at the moment, but we are on course to get that exactly, pretty much. So, we in a normal season, you know, I mean, as we can see, we're four points above the relegation zone. In a normal season, if we continue where the rate we're going, we will finish either just above or just below the line. The only thing that might save us if we went at this rate is I think the teams in the relegation zone are going slightly below the average, but not much. So we need to up our game. I think, I think any, any, anyone including myself who even a couple of weeks ago was, was thinking we'll be fine. Now, now we are getting into a situation where it has to turn soon. So let the, I will stop being naive and, and, and we know, we know what needs to be done. Right. Let's have a listen to our guest fan, shall we? Chris Davin uh, has been waiting patiently uh, in the wings. Let's bring him on to, the screen now uh morning morning chris i hope you had a better yeah. journey home than, from blackpool than i did yeah an easy journey yeah Indoors, well, that's uh, a dagger through my heart that is chris <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad i'm glad i'm glad for you at least um yeah, tell us uh tell us your thoughts on on, on yesterday's game I thought, well first half was like same old same old uh, it was just nothing could have been three or four down then i was in the bar drinking when they scored the their goal Came back up. You know, we were a lot better than second half. And I thought at the end, we could have won it. You know, a lot of fight and a lot of, you know, effort. So I was pleased. I thought the fans were great yesterday, right from the start. So that was good. Encouraged them and there you go. Hello, Chris. Morning, mate. In terms of, um, in terms of Lloyd Jones, obviously he made a mistake um, yesterday, yeah. and he seemed pretty cut up about it. I mean, the next game on Saturday, what what would you do if you're if you're if, whoever the manager is, whether that's Curtis or whatnot? Would you give him a go to try and rectify yeah. it, or would you still bench him? No, I'd play him definitely. And you saw how everyone rallied around him and like, built him up. I'll definitely bring him in because he's a decent player, but he's got worse the last few weeks. But I think that's Appleton because everyone's got worse, haven't they? Pretty much. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Chris, um, thinking about the team going into next week, right. would you, I mean, to be honest, when I saw that lineup yesterday, I thought we were set up not to lose. Now, I think if we set up like that again at home, it's, it's a bit of a different story. I think Derby will, will, will be waiting for Derby to attack us. So do you kind of think that you'd like to see a bit more of an attacking lineup or would you like to see the same lineup, like trying to not let us lose a big game like that? Now, I'd like to attack. I'd like to see Louis Watson starting, definitely. Because he's pretty much the only creative player we've got now. So I'll definitely have him starting and go for it. But of course, they've got Blackie Taylor, so that's a big danger for us, isn't it, now? So, but we've definitely got to go for it. We can't just sit back in the position we're in. You know, we've got to go for wins. So, 
Yeah, I mean, who um uh, have you looked at some of the managerial names out there and and, and thought you'd be be happy with it with a particular one? Um, and, and I guess the other part of that question is this conversation I was having with someone yesterday. Like, are, are you thinking we need to go for like the firefighter type manager, your Neil Warnock, or, or the the project manager, which I know everyone hates that phrase, but someone someone yeah. who's going to come in and build long term? What would be your your preference, considering we are four points above the drop zone? Definitely not Warnock. 100% not. I mean, people on the train were going, I'd have Neil Warnock, he'd keep us up. Oh, that'd kill me having him. Can't stand him. And his Palace connection and whatever, wouldn't have him. I quite like Warburton, which is sort of, you know, a bit of an outside-the-box one, but I thought he'd done really well at QPR. And they went to pop once they sacked him. So I think he'd be my choice. And in terms of... Yeah, sorry, Chris, I was just going to say, in terms of... Um... There's obviously the the historical managers that we've had. There's always been this Charlton connection and stuff. But yeah. Obviously, with Warburton, he doesn't have that. But are you more in the camp of that? He must have that connection with Charlton, therefore giving us a smaller pool of managers. Or are you just like we just need to get the best manager in, basically, whether he's Charlton or not. I mean, I prefer the Charlton managers because we seem to do well under them. But there isn't really any out there, is there? I mean, Jason Yule, but he's not experienced, is he? But there again, nor was. I suppose Nor was Powell and Nor was Bowie, were they, manager? So, you know. But, but other than that, there isn't really any Charlton people out there, is there? So. so, Chris, would you say that obviously you're saying Neil Warnock heavily linked, you, you wouldn't like him at a club, but what, what do you make of the ownership? Do you trust Andy Scott? Jim Rothwell, Mevan in the background making this decision now? Do you think these guys are are the ones that they're, they're going to make the right decision? It's hit or miss, isn't it? I mean, Andy, I don't like Andy Scott anyway. I mean, if he was chocolate, he'd eat himself. So I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his. But I suppose they're putting money in now, aren't they? So, you know, we shall see. You know, they're all, well, it's all much for much. The thing is with managers, isn't it? You get one, everyone doesn't want him. They do well, we all love him. They come in, we want him, they do bad, everyone hates him again. So, you know, it's very hit or miss, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair a, a fair summation of 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 us and and managers and players as well. I'm mean, just yeah. just finally, obviously, I, I'm thoroughly miserable about how everything played out yesterday. But before before what happened on the way home, I was thinking like Blackpool is actually one of the, the good away days. And um, what what is it that that you enjoy about going on on these long trips and and, and watching your team and and obviously bumping into mates? We bumped into you and obviously in the in the spoons by the tower yesterday. What what what, what sort of um. What pleasure do you take from from days out like that? Good, good day drinking. That's, that's the main aspect for me. You go out, have a good drink up, meet people. I mean, the football's secondary, secondary now, last few years. I just like going out on the old, have a good old drink up, meet your mates. If we get a draw like yesterday, all well and good. If we get a win, huh? brilliant. So, yeah. It's all about the drinking on the trains and in the pub for me. Excellent. Not I think years. I think that's fair. I, I think I, yeah. I think I think I need to start drinking on the train home again, like I used to, because maybe I might have enjoyed it yesterday more on the way back. Um, Chris, thanks for your time, mate. Great to have nice. you on. Uh, I'm sure right. we'll see you uh, out and about uh, away days, uh, away days over over the next few weeks as well. See you later. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. That's Chris Davin, who's uh, this week's um, this week's guest fan. Uh, I'm sure some of you would have uh, come across him on Twitter. He's always in in the chat uh, as well. Um, we've got three minutes left to go. I mean, Paul Gearan's just chucked in. Would anyone like Scott Parker uh, as manager? Nave. I mean, uh, have have any new like Warburton was one new name that came into the betting. Uh, I noticed yesterday. I, I never read too much in, in, into the um, into the into the, the betting markets and that stuff with with, with managers, but do you have a do, do you have a, a feel a feel feel of him or anyone else that's out there currently that's that may have uh, may have come up over the last few days? Yeah, I wouldn't take too notice, take too much notice of the betting because I think that one of them was was one for Liam Richardson and he's just got a new job the other week or whatever. So yeah, I wouldn't I take it all with a pinch of salt. In terms of who I want, I, I don't really know, mate. To be honest, I don't. I, I'm not that bothered by if they have a Charlton connection. Um, or who it is. The only thing I would say is that I, for where we are at the moment, um, I'd need I'd like someone with a bit more experience. Like I know we when we brought Chrissy in, it was more of a rebuild, but we were safe then. Like and you, he had the rest of the season to sort of figure out what he was going to do. We can't do that now. We need someone to sort of sort out defence, um, get the confidence back, which is 
it will slowly come back and just start winning games by hook or crook. So I just think we need someone with a bit of experience. And that's not me saying Neil Warnock or someone over the age of 60 or anything like that. No disrespect to Hodgson or anything. But, um, yeah, I just think someone with experience, mate, and don't really care where what their background is, to be honest, in yeah. terms of where they've managed. Excellent. Right, Dean's just asking about Corey being alone and therefore not being able to, to play. No, the, uh, the, 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 the basic deal is that, that he will be playing. Without going too deep into it, he, he is entitled to play next week, even though it is alone. Um, I, there's a risk we've taken, I assume, for more money, but that's that's sort of a guess on, on my behalf. Right, we've run out of time on, on this week's uh, Charlton Live. Uh, Nathan's got a train to catch. Uh, I've got a bed to get back into. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everyone who's joined us live on, on, on the stream uh this uh this morning hope you guys have enjoyed the show thanks of course to chris uh who uh who came on as our guest fan thanks to everyone who's caught up uh on the podcast uh, on on uh catch up either on youtube or, or via the podcast apps make sure you subscribe to our show wherever you, uh, you find us massive thanks to to nathan ben nathan has got a run so yeah uh, good good luck with your journey home mate i'll probably see you back on thursday i imagine yeah, I'll probably be going for my Newcastle and then Greenland or something. But yeah, so I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll be back by Thursday. But yeah, have a good one, fellas. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, cheers. Good to, good to have you on as well, Ben, mate. Cheers, guys. Up the Aviva. Uh, it's Avanti. And so, no. So I'm glad you got that wrong because they, they don't deserve any upping. Right. Um, This has been Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute, the kitchen, bedroom and bathroom uh, installation. My name is uh, Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again on Sunday.